When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special Facebook Live. I am your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with so-and-so as she introduced herself to me <laughs> during the rehearsal. Uh, it was amazing. I wish you guys had been here, but my beloved, beloved wife. So we are doing, uh, we're trying out a new type of content. We've had a lot of feedback about people wanting us to do more shows on relationships. So here is said show. But nonetheless... You can also talk to that camera, by the way, now. Now? Okay. <laughs> I was given strict instructions in the beginning to speak to that camera. So I was trying to it's a little abide glimpse by into my our instructions. Dynamic. Exactly. So here we are. So. All right. So All right. topic number one. Topic number Let's one. Let's do it. Yeah. So what was topic number one again? Oh, fix my... <laughs> set. A fixed mindset with people that you love. So this is something that I get asked about a lot. Um, people have heard my answers. What, how do you approach somebody that you love? So you're not going to cut them out of your life, which okay. is sort of my harsh advice nine times out of 10. Like most of the time, the answer is if somebody's in your life that has a fixed mindset, then you're going to have to cut them out. Just surrounding yourself with that. It just, um, it doesn't work. So it's going to drag you down. And so whenever possible, you're going to migrate them out of your life. Sometimes, however, when that's somebody that you're very, very close to, um, it's just not an option. So what do you do? Yeah, for me, it's actually a lot harder than it is for you. I don't know if that's a man-woman thing, but um, I find it obviously very hard to just cut people out of my lives, my life for that reason. Um, and what's that reason? Being a woman? No, no, no. Um, just cutting them out of my life because they've got a fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I so want to help them. Like... I have a hard time separating the like the way it should be and the way it is. So it's like, but if they would just pay attention, you send them examples of, you know, empowering people that they can follow. And it's just, they, if I can't get through to them, I start getting frustrated because I love them so much that I want them to succeed. Um, and so I try to cha change their mindset. Mm -hmm. um, go on. Well, I'm just curious because life is told you time and time again that that doesn't help, right? So yeah. if they're not open to changing and you're getting frustrated, which makes them even less likely to change, like why keep pursuing that avenue? 
Yeah, and that's something I struggle with and I'm really, really working on. I think I've done a lot better over these last few years. Um, just, you know, something you always say to me is just accept people for who they are. And if you know that they've got a fixed mindset and you've maybe tried to show them, um, help them and it's just not possible, like dis, uh, detach yourself. Um, so I've, I've tried to stay in that mindset of this this person is who they are. I love them for who they are. But um, if they can't help themselves, then, you know, me getting frustrated with them only makes them feel bad about themselves. And so that I don't like. Also, a big part of the problem is when somebody starts feeling badly about themselves, they they retreat within, they mm -hmm. put up their defenses, they push back, they become less and less likely to listen to you. Yeah. And that's really where my whole notion of, and I'm grateful for it because I think meeting somebody with compassion and empathy is, is virtually always the right answer. The only person, God, I guess you as well, but for the most part, the only person that I don't always meet with compassion, and let's be nice and controversial here for a second, the only person that I don't always meet with compassion and empathy is myself. And the reason that I don't always meet myself with compassion and empathy is I trust myself to know when to push on something and when to let go, when to reward myself emotionally and when to punish myself. Um, and that gets me where I'm ultimately trying to go. And because I know that I'll be able to do that in, in the right amounts to not get myself in emotional trouble where I'm just beating myself up and I'm feeling like a smaller version of myself, um, I find that that little push works. But with other people, it does not. And everything, because I virtually every piece of advice that I have for people in my life comes from me having done it the wrong way and learning through the school of hard knocks that it doesn't work. Uh, and that certainly is the truth with, you know, you... So I see how much it impacted my own life and I want to help them. I want them to go through the same thing that I went through so that they can get to the other side so that they can be much more um, empowered, that they can do things that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to do simply by making a switch in their mind. And once you know what to do, it seems it's not easy, but it's very, very simple. And so you want that for them, but the more you push, the more they resist. Mm. And so pushing, like even though it means that you may have to play a very long, slow game. Like it may take a year, it may take 10 years, it may take decades, but it, the only thing I know is that meeting them with compassion and empathy and then just living by example will be a lot faster than pushing. Right. But you push me a lot, but I think that's because you know me well enough, you know that that's what I need to then... Do you know why I do it? Well, I was about to say, because you know me well enough to know that I actually need to have that hard knock to... Sort of. I've done it because you've bought in. Like, you, you and I have agreed that... And this, like, goes back... I mean, we made this agreement a long time ago. But you and I agreed that there was, like, a certain standard that we would live by. So mm -hmm. it's like that letter I gave you to read to me if I was in a really bad mood, to, like, hey, me, this is me. Uh, I have no interest other than to see you get what you want out of life. And so, um, you know, without any motive beyond something that you want for yourself, trust me, you don't want to stay angry, like, let it go, laugh, you know, do all the things you need to do to get out of that. It was me being reminded of something that I had agreed to. Mm -hmm. And so because you've bought in, you've bought into a growth mindset, not only in actions, but on paper, all I have to do is remind you, hey, you've bought into this. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's not me like pushing you, it's you remembering that, oh yes, this is something that I want for myself. That's true. 
Yeah, because when you're in that moment and you are feeling very emotional and, you know, um, hey, it works. <laughs> um, you know, you are feeling Casey. very emotional. Um, it's hard to kind of see the unemotional side of it. It's like, yes, you don't, you know, you don't have a fixed mindset and you can get over this. It's like, it's, you remind me to not listen to my emotions to then dictate my actions. And I think that that's actually really powerful. Um, and because... I admire you so much and you are, you know, you're the love of my life, the one person that I fight for every day. Um, I don't want to disappoint you. So when you remind me of that, it then kind of gets me out of that emotional feeling and then starts my brain going, it's like, oh yeah, you, you can do this. You can't fail him. You have to push yourself. Um, and so, yeah. But I notice when you do it as well, and sometimes it really frustrates me when you do it. Yeah. Um, but in that moment, even when it frustrates me, I tell myself he's doing it because he loves you. So. It's that buy-in, yo. Yeah. All right, let's have a look to see if we've got any questions. Um, let's check this out. Oh, I don't see who wrote this. Um, do you think... We still can have a selfish time with two kids. I'm not sure who sent that. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> so to whoever asked the question, do, um, do we think that you can have selfish time even when you have two kids? My answer is you have to make that time. So it's, you're certainly not going to stumble upon it. Kids will take up every bit of energy that you have. Um, but yes, selfish time to me is absolutely critical. Um, and, you know, so it's like, like we think about vacations around here. Vacations have to be sacred. I was just saying this to Jared the other day. Um, you know, when he goes away on vacation, it's like, so first of all, the players here are linchpin players. So when they go, their absence is felt. Like no one has like that. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter what I do. So whenever somebody here leaves, it's like there is massive slack that has to be picked up. And so Jared and I were talking and I was like, dude, look, you've got to like, don't turn your phone on. Don't look like don't engage because vacations have to be sacred. So whatever, like however you have to distribute your workload before you go, do it and make sure that everything is going to be covered so that you can have that downtime. So that's like being a parent, right? So it's never, it's not like, oh, no one's going to feel your absence. And so just take your time and don't worry about it. It's work with your spouse to make sure that they're willing to bear an extra burden so that you can have that selfish time and that you need to reciprocate and bear that extra burden sometimes so they can have selfish time. And there's something about, and, and one of the key elements of selfish time is that it's like the one time I allow myself that nothing needs to be productive, mm. right? Like I can just zone out. I can play video games. I could read fiction, like whatever it is that I want to do, even if I don't believe it's moving me forward, um, that I take that time and I just truly indulge on an emotional level. Right. Um, I think that's super important. I think people have to carve that time out. Yeah, and, you know, going back to what you said, like not feeling guilty about it, right? We don't 100%. have kids, so obviously we can't speak on that front. Don't we have kids? Yeah. Aren't they screaming <laughs> in the background right now? Um, so, you know, obviously you don't know how that feels, but I do know from friends who have kids that they feel guilty about saying their selfish time is without their children, right. you know? And I think um, when you can own that and when you don't feel guilty about that, because it doesn't mean that you love your kids any less, right? It's like with me and you, when I say I want selfish time, sometimes the selfish time is without you. It doesn't mean that I don't... Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, but really, that's the idea of selfish time, right? Is sometimes, that you get though, to be we, alone. Yeah, but we both want to play video games, for instance. 
that selfish time that we both happen to want to yeah, do. Yeah, but so I think what they're bringing up, because it's something that I brought up in the past on the show, is like really selfish time. So not where we're using it to really come together. So think about our Saturday nights. Mm -hmm. So we spend all day Saturday together. We're doing things together. But then say around mm -hmm. 8 or 9 o'clock, which normally is bedtime, <laughs> At that point, we do our own thing and you watch TV shows that I don't want to watch and I go either play more video right. games or I read or, you know, whatever. But something that I want to do by myself. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't think, though, that selfish time, like at least for me, it's there's multiple things I want to do in the dub that is selfish. And one is um, play video games with you. Um, that's not really selfish then because that's like relationship. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that's true. But even if you didn't want to play, I would still play. Lies. No. When was the last time you played all by yourself? Um, when you were on a business trip. No, didn't you yes. play with my sister? Yeah, but also the day before <laughs> without her. Did you really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, you know I'm that. Like, I'm a little aroused right now. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. But in fact, let's talk about video games because that right. really um, brought us together. Yes. So... Um, yeah, I guess he used to play video games all the time by himself, and that was your selfish time. It's like, I want to go play video and games. And what she meant was, I would play by myself all the time, just for the record. As, as opposed to what? Playing all the time. Oh, and by the way, oh, having to okay. be by myself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what made you want to ask me to play, in fact? What was that? Um, a pleasure shared is a pleasure doubled. That was the honest... I was having so much fun doing it, and it was... One of those things that the reason that I always use the example of playing video games is is the the example of something that if you can find a way to make money doing something that you think is stupid or other people have told you is stupid or whatever, like to really try to do that because video games is one of those in an alternate universe somewhere, I design houses for a living because I absolutely love that. And then in an alternate universe somewhere, I'm in the video game industry because I ab I love it so much. Like it is... It is the industry that maybe even more than movies has learned to manipulate brain chemistry in just this incredible drug-like way. So, you know, I would play and I would have so much fun. And it was like this microcosm of um, trying something, accomplishing, winning, and yeah. like playing on a team. And, and so I was left playing with strangers, people that I didn't know that I would find on a website or whatever. And I thought man, this would be so much fun if I were playing with my, at first it was my sister. And so my sister and I started playing and that was a lot of fun. And then I thought, wow, like, cause first of all, it was a three man team. So it'd be my sister and I, and then somebody we didn't know. And we're so bad that we were always like just a little embarrassed to drag somebody down to our level. And I thought, wow, this would be so much fun if you played. And then I started thinking, I actually think you'd get better at this than I am because you process visual information so rapidly which at least the game that we play is all about how rapidly can you process the visual scene, where things are coming, check your radar, know where you're being attacked from and know what to do. And I thought you'd be really good at that. And because getting good is part of the fun, I thought, wow, if I can get you into this world, not only will I get what I want, which is a team of people that I love that we can strive and accomplish together, but in the end, you would actually get really good. And then you would have that reward of, wow, I started out really bad and now I excel at something. And I thought that would be fun to share as well. So you thought the act of getting better, you'd, I'd really enjoy? Yes. That's why video games work. Yeah. Video games are like, that's why they call it gamifying something, right? So yeah. Yeah, 
every marketer's like holy grail is to gamify something. Right. Now that word simply comes from the video game industry and the way that they can turn things into a game. So leveling up your character um, that, you know, like in Destiny, Zer only shows up two days a week. They could have him show up every day, right. but they don't do it because they want you to strive to gain these coins and then you could spend the coins and it's all fake. But it so ties into that human desire mm. for mastery to get better, to um, earn something, to spend something, to buy things that you want, to covet things, to get those things that you covet. I mean, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I remember you talking about all of that and, you know, you would go off and game and then we'd get back together and you'd be like, baby, I got to this light level and I got this weapon and, you know, I was playing the Crucible and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, great, babe. Like, because yeah. I had no idea what you were talking about. Um and then when you first asked me, it's kind of, um, you would say, like, um, just tell me what you want. Don't expect me to want to do it. Like, right. don't expect me to want to do the dishes. Just tell me you want me to do the dishes and I'll do it. Right. Um, because it's the feeling you want to get from that person. And so when you asked me, I was like, I don't really want to play video games. Like, it's not my thing. I used to play a lot of video games as a kid, but um, it's not really my thing anymore. But because you had asked me, I thought, you know what? Like, this is meaningful to him for me to show that I'm willing right. to try it. Just try it. And you even said, like, give me, like, an hour of your time. And I thought, okay, no worries. Like, this is a way of me showing that I really care. Right. Um, and I think that's really important in relationships. Like, even if it's something you don't want to do, just knowing that I'm going to make that person happy by doing it, like, bring enthusiasm to the table versus, like, fine, I'll play. And then you're sitting down and you're playing and, you know, like, oh, this is rubbish in a way. Like, the whole point is to make that person feel good. So if you're going to do it, go in there and have fun. So that was the first step. Like, all right, bless you. You were very honest. You were very upfront of what you want. I'll sit down and I'll give it a shot. And then after that first hour, you just looked at me and you're like, Thank you so much. Like, you don't understand how meaningful that was to me. And the fact that you told me how it made you feel made me want to do it again. So it's not, I didn't actually want to play video games. I just wanted you to feel that, that thing that you'd felt. Like, you've given up your time for me. Thank you. You've made me feel special. So that was then, well, bless you. Like, I really want you to feel like that again. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, next time, next week, we'll play another hour. And then again, you're like... You, you know, you were so good. Thank you so much. Like, I had so much fun. I know you're not great right now, but... And so it was that I started out wanting to make you happy and, like, here's something that I can actually do that is going to be meaningful to you. And then it transi transitioned into, like, this actually is team building. I mean, you would be very, um, you know, work on our tactics and our strategy. And then, obviously, with your sister, like, it was an amazing way for me to bond with her. Um, and so finding those things that that one person likes that you're open and willing to try and then go in it full force. Like don't just give it 50%, right? Do it a hundred percent because you know you're making that person happy. And once you open your mind to that, there actually is opportunities to enjoy it. So me and your sister now, even when you're gone, like we game it up, we kill fools. Um, because it's just fun, it's team building, it really is bonding, like when you win, you win together. And really that team building is what we do here at Impact mm. Theory as well, so. Truth. But, all, right. all right, let's get to some questions. Okay, I've got a question, oh, great question, from Guadalupe um, 
Barrels, sorry if I butchered your name. Um, what if you and your partner are in two different phases in life, such as one of you has clear goals and intentions and the other is still uncertain about what to do? How can you help them figure out their path without making them feel like they are holding, uh, you are holding their hand? Yeah, that's um, that, that really is an amazingly good question. So whew, it goes like this. Um, First of all, the most important thing in any relationship is selection. And I think a lot of times what's hiding behind this question is that people have not chosen wisely. And they're not on, like, it's okay to be at different phases in your life. It's, but being, like, not bought in on core beliefs is where people get into trouble. So, for instance, if you weren't bought into a growth mindset, this would be a nightmare. And um, I, I honestly don't know that it would work. And I think having one fixed mindset and one growth mindset is a recipe for disaster. Um, yeah, it just, it is. And I could derail, like I could do a whole episode on why that's just never going to work. But if you have two people that really are in a growth mindset and you're meeting that person with empathy and compassion, then it becomes tactical, right? So what are the tactics to help somebody find what they really want to do? And it really is um, twofold. So one, it's got to be something that's monetizable. And I think that people often um, lose that in like, well, this is what I want to work. Okay, I get that. You want that to be something that works. That's where you want to spend your time. But if you can't find a path to monetization, it's never going to work. Um, and then the other is like, how do I find the thing that I'm passionate about? And that is a really um, formulaic thing. That's the great news. So all the people that write in saying, you know, how do I find that thing that I'm passionate about? It really is about identifying overlapping areas of interest. So what are those things that you're um, interested in? Where do things converge? So I'll just use, God, I don't want to always use the crutch of video games. So and I'll talk about Quest. Um, so growing up as a kid, I never would have said, hey, Quest is that thing that I'm deeply passionate about meaning food, nutrition, but it was a huge area of interest for me. And because I wanted to escape the fate that so many people in my family had succumbed to, uh, you know, growing up in a family that was morbidly obese. And um, so that was already on my radar. I had to learn about nutrition for my own sake. I had to get disciplined and show up in the gym every day for my own sake. And that was stuff I'd been doing for years and years and years before we got into Quest. Same with you, right? So it was just a huge, huge part of our life. And then you have the overlapping area of interest where I really, really like to help people. And I'm wired for that. I'm wired. I find real joy in seeing other people win. And so you put that overlapping. And then a third area of interest, which was I love media. Media is my first love. It is the thing that just like really has captured my attention. And I could see what was about to happen in social media. And this is, you know, when we first started conceiving of the company, it was 2009. Nobody understood how social media was going to be beneficial for companies. But I could see that it really was about building relationship through content. And that was just a whole new world. And so it was letting me bring, like Quest was those three things. And in the center of that was something I could monetize. So you had three areas of overlapping interest where I had already proven to myself that I wanted to gain mastery in it, right? I was fascinated by nutrition. I was fascinated by human metabolism. I was fascinated by the concept of wellness, body, and mind. I really wanted to help my family. And I could see, whoa, at the center of this, what I understand about business, there's something really powerful here. It's a consumable. So if you get people excited about your product, they literally eat it and they have to come back for more. So that was like a fantasy come true. And there's similar things to that with media where for whatever reason, the way the human psyche works, like once you've consumed that 
TV episode, you don't just want to watch it again. You want the next one and the next one or a movie. You want the next one and the next one. And so there's a, a hyper transience to it all. So I know that it's monetizable mm-hmm. in that way. So it's literally getting them to buy in on a growth mindset so that they actively go ahead. But what if you meet someone, cause I'm trying to really get down to the nitty gritty of what they're asking. So yeah. you're in two different phases of their life. So what happens when, when we first met, I wouldn't say that we both had growth mindsets. Neither of us did. Right. So what if one of you, as you grow, you're, you start opening your mindset, but the other person doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do then? Because it's not, you've fallen in love. You're, you're in it. You're married. I don't know if they're married or Let's what Let's assume worst case, okay. married, kids, the whole night, right. debt, right. just now, bad. Now, as a partner, to mm-hmm. me, you want to help that person, yep. right? And I know we had the conversation earlier. Indeed we did. Um, the thing is, is that I wouldn't just give up on you, mm-hmm. right? Um, I wouldn't, <laughs> you're so dying to say something right now, but um, I'm going to, yeah. I wouldn't give up on you. As my husband, who I'd love dearly, if I really believed you had that potential to have, like, if I didn't think you had the potential, then I would, I think that would be a different matter. Like, if you just close. And assume I don't. That you don't have that I'm a fixed mindset. And the more you try to help me, the more I resist, the more frustrated you get, the more I double down on my position. And I tell you to stop trying to act like my mother, just love me for who I am. Yeah. And I, uh, how long has it been that I've been trying for? Three years. And, and it's just getting just, worse. Yeah, I think I'd have to, I would have to, dis- God, I don't want say to say it. Yeah, I, I, we would have, we'd have to separate. Yeah, the, like there's, I'm telling you, it is not a tenable situation for somebody like, and here's the really bad news. The part of the reason that I think you have emotions is you have to hit like a, a blow up point where you really feel badly. And there's, there is an emotion so intense that you so don't ever want to go through again mm-hmm. that you have a breakthrough. And how to put people in that situation, I don't know. And so here's the really bad news. If those two people split up, one of two things will happen. They will either become so angry and so disenfranchised with that relationship that they, the only thing left is a growth mindset. The only thing left is to look inward and ask, how is this my fault? Mm-hmm. And they will become a better person on the other side, or they'll become embittered forever and go down this one way dark path of, it wasn't my fault. This person was an asshole and they're the reason that it all blew mm-hmm. up. I'm not to blame. If they had been a better person, this all would have worked out. And the one thing we've discussed a lot about just in, you know, we've been married almost 15 years now. Um, and the one thing we've spoken about is like, we're not going to stay married because we're married. You're not watching the like live comments, are you? No. I'm so curious to know. Well, like, the reason why is because I wanted to be engaged in the conversation. And I so I asked Jared just to game. like send me the questions. All right, we'll keep going. Don't, don't um, I, I, went, I know. I literally would. I'd love to keep reading, but I can't. No, I know. I know. And, I know. So. Um, so I can only do one. Sorry, guys. Um, but a big thing would be like, we've discussed it. We won't um, stay married if we're unhappy. And that doesn't mean that we don't try every single thing in our power um, to fix our relationship. But in fact, our first point is we need to grow together on a daily basis, be in communication with each other. Because as you grow, right, I hate it when people are like, you're not the person I married. You bloody hope not. They're, they're not the person you married, right? Because that means you haven't grown at all. Right. So as your lives develop and you grow, one thing we make sure is that we're always in communication so that we can really grow together on that same path. I think that's a massive key. 
Um, if for whatever reason you're doing that and for whatever reason you still find yourselves, um, oh, the Wookiee mom wants to join us. Hey, baby girl. Um, Don't jump up. And then if you find that even with all that communication, you're butting heads or you're not on that same path, we'll work very hard to get back on track. Um, but then we've said, if for whatever reason we can't do that, we'll never stay in a marriage that we're unhappy with. Because, you know, I mean, you hear lots of stories about people that stay in marriages um, for multiple reasons, financial, kids, whatever. Um, and just our experiences with people in our lives who have been divorced. It's like, it, if you're not happy, that exudes, right? It just like everyone around you sees it. You're an unhappy person. Um, and so it's, we just said we'd never do that to each other. Like, I, I don't want you to be unhappy. So if you're, if we're in a relationship and you're not happy within, you know, our dynamic, then please tell me and we'll split up because I don't want you to be unhappy and I don't want to be unhappy. Um, so, yeah, we have those real honest conversations. Yeah, but I think it's also important to note that commitment to us is very important and that working on whatever issue that you have, talking through it, really being open to being wrong, like looking for the right yes. answer, you know, like uh, hearing that description in somebody who doesn't know sort of all the framework that we've built around that, um, yeah. you know, might hear that there's like a tenuousness to our relationship. Hey, hey, are you unhappy? Because we can always split right. up. The funny you know, thing is we don't even joke like about that. divorce. No, no, like, that's important. Yeah. I have never once made a joke about divorce. No, I know. Ever. And like, I guess... That's crazy. You can't even say that shit out loud. Yeah, and I didn't mean for it to come across like that. And thank you for you know bringing that up. It's just when people are in marriages for 5, 10, 15 years and they're miserable and they're profoundly unhappy, um, it's just not a life to live, right? It's not the way we want to live our lives. And so we work so hard in having those really uncomfortable conversations, for sure. Period. Period. Mic drop. <laughs> no, I agree. And, you know, I think that a relationship is the most beautiful effort you're ever going to put in, right? So mm -hmm. it is a lot of effort. You're going to work your ass off for it. Um, but it is so worth it and so powerful and so amazing. And it's kind of like, um, and it may be like working on a relationship for me is what I think like the gym is for you. Every bit of exertion that I put in, every time that I'm, you know, like we really have some breakthrough, some amazing conversation where it's like, oh my God, that's what you've been trying to communicate all this time. Like I finally see it, I feel it, I internalize it. And it may have taken a lot of effort to get to that point, but those moments are so incredible to me and feel like these revelations of, of what it means to be a human. Mm -hmm. And my thing is there's nothing more erotic and there's nothing more grounding and fulfilling than shared experience. And so that to me, like the thing, there's only two things that really scare me to my core and that's brain damage because a, there ain't no coming back and then losing you because even though like, sure, I could start over, but there's no substitute for that shared experience, you know, and at this point we've got such a rich history of ups and downs and the way that downtimes change over time and it becomes like this really, it wasn't fun to go through, but it becomes this forge that you have, yeah. you know, where it's like now being on the other side, like I would never trade the hardest times, right? I wouldn't want to trade the greatest times either, but the hardest times, like those are the ones where I'm like, 
man, we did that together. We came through the other side together. And I've gotten to see what you're like when you're at your lowest. I've gotten to see what you're like with me when I'm at my lowest. And there's just, there's no substitute for that, man. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely don't think like, oh, you know, say la vie, easy come, easy go. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's really a lot of, and, and it's more like we have more to protect with each passing day because you've got all that shared history. And so we put just an amazing amount of effort into it, talking through things, processing, that kind of stuff. Um, but to bring it all back around to the initial question, it's meeting that person there with compassion and empathy, but walking through the tactics. Like there is a path to the other side. And so then it becomes a question of if they're willing to walk that path, like if you were on that path and maybe you just didn't like, it wasn't a fast pass path for you, I would walk that forever. If I felt like sincerely you were making every effort to get better and hey, maybe it wasn't as fast as either of us would like, but like you're getting better all the time, all the time, all the time. I have no finish line. I have no point at which, hey, you know, I've, I've been expecting you to get faster now for 10 years and you haven't. And sure. so peace out. Um, but if you weren't making the effort to walk the path, now I've got a problem. So it's the effort for you. Yeah, for sure. It's the, it's the sincere effort. Like in contracts a lot, you'll see the terms in good faith. Right? Are you negotiating in good faith or are you just jerking me around? If you were in good faith trying to get better, like I'm in forever. Mm. But if you're not, like if you think I'm crazy or you think it's stupid or a waste of time, now we've got a problem. And that's the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions. And I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing. And a big part of that strict diet is high-quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is off Offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. And that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash impact and use code impact to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. 
Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need and Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need, and Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. You know, my, um, yeah, you just, if people just aren't willing to walk the path. Yeah. Truth. All right, so, um, oh, we should talk about the Facebook community launch, the group Indeed launch. Indeed, we should. Indeed. And not another word can be uttered without acknowledging Cindy. Yes, for Cindy. For being the one to put that together. Round of applause, please. For being the one to put that together. It's really been incredible just to watch her process through that, think through. And, of course, she brought a squeaky toy in. I like to think she's clapping for uh, Cindy right now with her squeaky toy since her little paws don't make good noise. Um, but Cindy did an amazing job putting this community together and really is going to be the ongoing energy behind it. And when you guys are engaging with the community, know that Cindy is there, blood, sweat, and tears all the way in. She knows, like, we all know about the community, but nobody is, like, in it the way that Cindy's in it. So this is really cool, really yeah. excited. It's on Facebook. Go now. It went live today, right? It's called the Impact Theory League. Yes, the Impact Theory League. Indeed so it is. go find it. Um, join on today. Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, and that's going to be the place for the most diehard people. And when people are always saying, like, hey, how do you meet like-minded people? My answer actually is Facebook groups. So we have been working, and by we, I mean Cindy, 
essentially by herself, has been working very hard to put this community together. So to bring people together, like-minded people to support each other, help each other, see what each other are working on, and obviously engage with the seven of us. So dive in. This is for the elite out there, the elite impactivists. Oh, there's a good question here. Let's hear so it. So it just caught my eye. So Nice. Um, it's from Romantic Beast. Nice. Hey, Romantic Great Beast. Name. What are your thoughts on cheating? Would you give your partner a second chance? Why don't you take it? I'll answer that first. Yeah. Um, well, the answer is no, I would not give them a second chance. And the reason being is we communicate so much, like every, like I wish people, I actually don't wish people could hear, but um, <laughs> we just, <laughs> we are so brutally honest about what we want, what we're looking for, what is important to us. And for me, the thing that I said right from the beginning, from day one, from our first day, is um, if you ever cheat on me or hit me, I'm out. Like, done. Fine. There's a harsh line. Bright lines. Bright, bright line. Lines. Thank you. That's, yeah. It's a bright line for me. So if you cheat on me and you hit me, I'm done. And so, A, I made that very clear from um, day one. And then, B, when you think about cheating, there's a reason why that other person, whether it was the husband or the wife, has gone out or the boyfriend or the girlfriend has gone out to do that act. So um, if you have gone and cheated on me, it's not about the cheating itself. It's about what caused you to do that. So A, is there something missing sexually? That That's something that we should have spoken about before you go out and just do it. Like, again, going back to communication. Um, if it was because there's an emotional need, you don't feel like I'm attentive enough to you or vice versa, you weren't attentive enough to me, um, then again, why didn't we communicate that? How did it get to that extreme where you went and acted on it and you didn't, um, we didn't discuss it. And so that breakdown in our communication is the biggest thing that then led you to do it. So now I sit there and say, well, a, the one thing that we pride ourselves on and that we talk about a lot is we must communicate. So even if it's about, let's say, sex, hey, babe, I need more sex, like, you haven't said that. And so for you to go and act on it, that's a problem. And there's a massive, that there's something broken in our relationship that you didn't say that to me. Um, and then, yeah, just because that is something that is so important to me that I have said from day one, that if you go and do it, the 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 loss of respect is right it's lost um and then the last thing i will say is um it's so important that we oh god i've lost my, my oh it was a good one as well you want me to buy you time yeah to, please that was a good all one. right so picking up where you left off to me it's all about trust and oh, yeah trust so to me, like, um, I believe relationships are sacred. I believe that there's literally the holy in a relationship and, and that there's a level of depth and beauty to human connection that just, it just isn't paralleled anywhere else. Um, but I don't believe that they're, um, that they need to be forever if they're not functional. And so there's certain things that I look for in a relationship. And if I wasn't getting those things, to me, there is no purpose in having that relationship. And one of those is to feel like you're somebody's number one. And I think that's probably the most intoxicating thing about a relationship. That's why mm -hmm. marriage has lasted. And I won't even ask people to believe that that's the natural, natural state of things. Um, if you look, God, if we can get really weird for a minute, if you look at the shape of um, just in case there are people with kids, if you look at the shape of male genitalia, 
Um, the way that it has evolved does not lead one to believe that we're the most monogamous species. We're certainly not the least either, um, but we're not the most. And so I, I don't even need that to like be true that, oh, well, we're built for monogamy. Whether we're built for monogamy or not to me is, is completely irrelevant. If you have some, uh, a thing in the relationship that establishes trust, like let's say, oh, you can sleep with whoever you want. I don't care, but don't ever drink orange juice. Right. If that were our thing and then you drink the orange juice, then I know there's no trust in this relationship. Mm -hmm. And that is the other thing to me. So being somebody's number one, like that's absolutely critical. I want to be somebody's number one. And then the other is I need to know that I can trust them because to the emotional attack that one feels when they they're destabilized by not knowing if they can trust the other person is so uniquely horrible and it diminishes your sense of self. And uh, hopefully you guys understand this by now about me. Anything that diminishes my sense of self that makes me feel less than who I am, like I don't go for that. And so if somebody were treating me without respect in a way that I couldn't trust them, that's going to diminish me. Um, I'm going to be paranoid. I'm going to feel small. Um, and I don't go in on that. So to me... Um, whatever you've established as your line of trust. So for us, it's um, physical and quite, we've never stated emotional abuse, but I, I will say that it goes without saying. Sure. So abuse and then um, being, you know, uh, infidelity. So those are the things that we've established as lines of trust. And, yeah. you know, if those are broken, then. And we both said to each other, we're both going in 100%. So um, some people um, in the past, especially like as Quest was really, you know, kind of like mm. just skyrocketing, people started hearing about Quest. There was a lot of um, fitness females that would, you know, kind of hover around you and, you know, you, you see it, right? They flirt, sure. they're sweet. And it never bothered me. And people used to say to me like, like, oh, you know, she, she's she hitting on your husband or, you know, things like that. Whatever, like it didn't bother me because the truth was I trusted you. Right. So even if the prettiest, um, most attractive woman came up to you and was like, hey, you want to go to my room? It doesn't matter, right? That I don't feel insecure about that because I trust you 100%. And so no matter what situation we you would be put in, I know that you would turn them down. And I believe that with the, the core being of, you know, of who I am. And I will do that until either you end up cheating on me or I die, right? Um, because having a relationship where I fear you're going to do that isn't a way to live. And so I have to know for myself, I trust you 100%. It doesn't matter what situation you're going to be put in. Um, th there's, no, there's no jealousy or anxiety or fear there. Um, but that's because you haven't done it. So the second, if you cheated on me, that goes away. So. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, I just, um, yeah, I mean, that's just us. Like, and I don't no moral judgment on people that feel differently. Like I respect that. I think everybody just has to draw their own line and say, this is what's right. important to me. This exactly, is what I'm willing yeah. to put up with. And right. No and I, that's the thing. We had that discussion from the get go and we were very right. honest with each other. Um, yeah. All right. I think um, we're going to have to wrap up. Got one more no question. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. It's already been an hour? Yeah. 50 minutes. What is happening? <laughs> Dude, you are, you are a time vortex for me. So I mean, we've done buffets where we've sat there and spoken for like nine hours. Nine hours. 
And when I said, we don't actually eat that much. It's just kind of an excuse. We eat. Yes. But um, we don't gorge ourselves. But nine hours at a buffet was legit. Yeah. Yeah, nine hours. But I mean, goes to show we like talking to each other. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I literally can't believe I I would have bet 25 minutes. No, 50 minutes, baby. Wow. Um, Okay, so we'll do a last question then. All right, last question. Um, So this is from Rob Howes from Howes Life Network. Indeed. We Um, know Rob. What's up, Rob? How we doing, homie? Um, How do you stay balanced? Working together, living together, eating together, everything together. LOL. (laughs) You want me to go or you want to go? Um, I guess I'll go and then you can Yeah, break it it down. Um, So A, we don't seek balance. I love the, I love the Lisa Nichols quote. We don't seek balance, we seek harmony. Nice. I love that. Um, Shout out to Lisa Nichols. Yeah, Lisa Nichols is awesome. Um, and we've done it over time. So, you know, when we first met and we were boyfriend and girlfriend, you had hired me, you were still my boss. Mm. Um, so really even in dating, our dynamic was kind of very clear from, you know, how our working relationship goes. Um, and then it kind of comes back down to communication again. I hate to keep using it, but it's true. It's, um, you know, you see things in a very different way than I do when it comes to um, work and personal. I like to separate. Like, I need you as my husband right now. Um, and so this is what I need as a husband. I need you to say, baby, it's going to be okay. Your arm around me. Um I don't need you, I don't want you to be the business partner right now where you're like, come on, you can do it. Like, you can't let this hold you back. And so I've now become very vocal in saying to you, like, I need this part of you right now because I'm emotional or something like that. And again, communicating with you because your instinct is to motivate, right? Even if I'm feeling like emotionally raw, you'd be like, nope, you can do it. Don't let this stop you. But that's how you work. And so communicating with each other and knowing this is what I need, so I need to tell you because you're not a mind reader. And that's one thing I will say, you know, just keep repeating in as many episodes as we do of this, um, is the other person isn't a mind reader, right? They don't know what you're feeling. They don't know what you need. And you you can guess, but how many times are you actually going to get it right? And don't let, why wait for the other person to guess? Like, just be honest and be sincere and so, you know, that's how I handle it. I say, this is what I need from my husband right now. Um, so that's where we find the work personal balance. And then eating, um, I'm very particular, so I like to sit down. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I like to sit down. I like to have my husband's attention. I like to be at a table. And? Um, the food needs to be nice and hot. And? Uh, it's so funny that this There needs this to be is- music on. There's one thing, even Wookie knows, there's one (laughs) thing that is so important to you that took me years to realize because it is so foreign to me and just it, it is something that I accept about you without actually understanding it. And that's so funny because we have talked about this more times than you can imagine. And as soon as I say the words, she's going to be like, oh yeah, of course we have to chew at the same time. The funny thing is, I wanna, we won't get derailed on this because I think it's a, like a really important answer that I really want to hear. But when you sit down to eat, you eat together. Like it doesn't mean you sit down and keep the other person company. Yeah. So you know, you, as you can see, we actually different. disagree on this subject. But he knows it's important 
to me, even though you think it's ridiculous, yes. that we are actually cheering together. Yes. So again, just vocalizing that to each other, like, babe, it's important to me that we're not on the sofa. Why? I don't know. It feels more casual. It doesn't feel like I've got your attention. So I really want to sit at the table. Um, you know, or you say, look, I've got a lot of work to do. I, I don't have time to eat dinner with you. And so again, you're just very vocal about it. Like, I don't have time, I, you know, or if it was a day that was important to me, we'd try and figure it out. Like, I can't eat three meals a day with you. So um, which one do you want to do? Breakfast, lunch or dinner? And then I'll go, oh, okay, I really want to eat dinner with you. Like, all right, cool. So I'm going to block out that time and um, then figure it out. But yeah, just really kind of communicating, communicating, communicating. All right, so I'm going to try and rock through some tactics. That was a wonderfully emotional sort of um, answer. And now I want to pick up where that left off and, and just be hyper-tactical. Um, so like she said, we're not really focused on balance. So our, our life is a total mishmash of, of all the different things that we do. Um, we try to... Um, God, I really... What are the actual tactics that we use? Always vocalize your um, motivations, even when they're petty. So that's how we got to chewing at the same time. Like, cause I literally couldn't understand what was happening. Cause um, like eating, like occupying the same space to me is the same as eating together. But realizing that actually chewing at the same time is how you because define I'd it. Because I'd be eating and you'd be like in the kitchen or vice versa. And you'd be like, but I'm right here. Or even just sitting <laughs> with you. And let's say that if my food is ready first, then I would just sit at the table and eat while you finish the last right. few bits of your preparation, not thinking like that that was a problem because I'm thinking in my head, I've got more stuff to do, whatever. So I'm just trying to be efficient. Um, when you're, God, I need, I'm going to have to sit down and write these tactics down because I have this feeling there's all these things we do and I'm not able to articulate <laughs> them right now. Um, how do we find balance? Yes. Um, I think, like you said, voicing the motivation and not worrying if... Um, yeah, give me some other like tactics that we use. Um, I mean, I've got brutal honesty. I keep coming back to that. Yeah, I just don't want to, I don't want to float in the nebulous. Yeah, that's a good point. Man, I am failing everybody right now. And this is the final question. I'm really going to have to stop. Well, and don't think give about... somebody the gift that you want. Find out the, what they actually want. Yeah. So this is our Armageddon example. It is. Uh, if you like the movie <clears throat> Armageddon, don't give it to your partner for Christmas. That wasn't they, us though. They, no, was that a... wasn't us in fairness. Uh, but we do. You know do. who you are. Yes. Uh, we do use that example a lot. Where the guy gave the girl Armageddon yeah, for her birthday. Because it's a gift he would want to receive. So yeah. anyway, talk about your motivations. You have to be able to externalize those. Um, make sure that you're carving out time for the two of you. Make sure that you know what's important to the other person so that you can deliver on that. And these are all things, oh, here we go, define terms. You have to define terms. So that's something that we've done very, very effectively. Because um, you may be like, we would find this. I would say, hey, that's really important to me. And maybe that didn't carry like a lot of weight with you because that's not the word that you would use. So we finally sat down and said, all right, if I say that something is important, then you need to drop everything you're doing and pay attention. We used to do that with the phone call when we weren't working in the same space. If you call me twice, I can ignore it. But if you call me a third time, even if I'm in a meeting with the president, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to take that. Um, and I only ever called you three times once. Once, which is a but whole other like, amazing story. But that's not taking yeah. advantage of those rules, right? Because even the word important, yep, and that's another one. We use it maybe three times a year. Got to be Because you both put that weight on that word. But then, if someone just uses it like every week, then now you've removed the importance of the word important. Yeah, literally. And so, not being abusive of your rules is is super super critical. 
Um, yeah, I should, like I did with the 25 bullet points, I should go through and write down all of our relationships. Yeah, comment strategies. below, guys, if that, if you want to see something like that. Yeah, that, um, that would be interesting. It would also just be nice to make those wonderfully concrete. And some people in relationships almost don't want to do those concrete tactics because it almost feels like they're removing the romance from it. Mm. But if anything, I think that's heightened our romance because there's no um, emotional... Um, resentment you're not holding on to anything like we're we try to really like flow on that same page people die by vagaries so once you get really specific once you know the tactics it's like people want love to i wrote an article about this uh, we should link to it um people want things like love and anything that's beautiful in their life to be effortless it just doesn't work like mm -hmm. that um and so you know the reading joseph campbell's a power myth and realizing the importance of ritual realizing that ritual needs to be imbued with like a lot of weight um those are like things like that to transition into a relationship that it's not a facebook status update like it's got to be way deeper than that mm -hmm. and you know really doing things to demarcate in your own mind the different between with somebody, without somebody, like what those mean, um, like creating that emotional space, the intensity, all of that, like it needs to be regimented. It needs to be um, very clear, very bright lines. That's another thing in relationship, bright lines. You know, when do you spend time together? When do you not spend time together? When you've got work to do, like literally talking about those things. So um, Lisa knows about me that she could ask me to give up anything and I would give it up in a heartbeat, except my ambition. It's the one thing that's off limits because it would stop me from being me. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be able to function in a relationship without that. And that's something that we talked about. So just really defining all of those things, like making sure that the playbook of a relationship is not guessing, um, set somebody up for success, not failure. Um, so for instance, if there's something that I want for my birthday, I need to tell you exactly what that is. So if I want to go out for dinner, if I want to go away for the weekend, um, if I want you to cook for me, whatever, like I need to just tell you instead of expecting you to guess. Things like that go a long way. It's what we call giving the keys to the the kingdom, which is tell somebody exactly how to cheer you up if you're in a bad mood, what you want for your birthday, um, what words mean. It makes like you feel loved, feel considered. Very wise, my dear. Very well said. Yeah. Cool. And oh, one more thing. Yeah, please. <laughs> and it's going to be quick, but just, um, yeah, I remember someone said to me once like, oh, um, love shouldn't be hard work. Like it should be like innate in you. It's like, are you crazy? Like, for me, my relationship with you is the most important thing in my life, in my world. Um, and so why wouldn't I put most of my energy into that? Yeah, to leave it to happenstance just right, doesn't yeah. make sense. But like if you wanted to be successful, you'd have to work hard of it, uh, at your job or your career or whatever. So it's like to not think of relationships like that. Yep. It's crazy to me. I could not agree more. <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right, guys, thank you so much. If you haven't already shared this, please share it for your chance to win either a 10-minute Skype call with me or an Impact Theory t-shirt. And if you don't already know, the Impact Theory store is live thanks to Agent Smith. We have sold an amazing amount of those t-shirts. Everybody here is super, super excited. And we will one day soon have a lot more stuff in that store. Um, but go there if you want to signal to the world that you are just weird enough to be an impactivist, to have a growth mindset, to be totally focused on getting the most out of your life. 
That is what that Impact Theory t-shirt is meant to represent. So go get one today. And check out also the news um, group that we just launched, the Impact Theory League Impact Theory League on Facebook. So go check that out too. Yes. And as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This is a weekly show. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And we're making sure that we post when we're going live on stuff ahead of time so that people can really plan ahead. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.